the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. This is the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. The Word of God is full of life-changing power. So our prayer is that this broadcast equips you to live a life so big that it impacts everyone and everything around you. Remember to hit the notification bell on YouTube to get this teaching and worship with us live each week. Let's join Bishop Greer as we continue our previous message. You know, when I was in my, 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 my 30s, I had to say to myself, I already know what quitting feels like. It's time for me to find out what happens if I don't. I had quit so many things for so long, but finally I said, you know, I've done that. I got the t-shirt, the bumper sticker. I have been initiated into the fraternity of quitters. But you know what? This time I'm going to find out what might happen if I would just hang on, if I would just stand my ground, if I would just stay with it. What might happen to Derek Greer if he doesn't back up, if he doesn't relent, if he doesn't move away? What might happen if I would just stay convinced and stay charged up with the prospects God has laid before me? And then the writer here, I'm going to say Paul, quotes the Old Testament. He said, in just a little while, he who's coming will come, and he will not delay. Why shouldn't we give up? Because Jesus is coming back again. Now, if that doesn't resonate with you, I need you to think about something. Even if Jesus does not come back in our lifetimes... Though the handwriting is on the wall, I'll tell you, all types of stuff. Everything predicted in this book. I'm like, what's left, you know, that needs to happen, Jesus, now before you come? But on average, the, the, the average American lives 78.79 years. So some of us in this room, some of us live streaming, you are, you know, uh, 60 years away from beating Jesus. Some of us are, are, are 10 years away. Some of us are months away, but remember Kobe Bryant, we just don't know. Some of us could be minutes away. So how quickly he comes back to the earth really doesn't matter because I know that I only have so long and every human being 
on this planet as, except for Jesus and, and Enoch and, and some argue about Moses has died. It is part of our reality. It is the cycle of life. So all of us, some sooner than later, and some of us are overdue, are going to meet him face to face. And the Christians in the first century, though, live with this reality that they're going to be again dead longer than they're alive. So they would do anything they need to do in this life to ensure the other side. Those of us that are are college educated, you you go through those four years of studying stuff you don't feel like studying and, and staying up late and all the rest. Why? For the rest of your life. Likewise, our lives are just a vapor. And just as we invested, maybe it was, it was just those 12 years for you. And, 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 or maybe it wasn't even 12, but you got your GED. Or, or maybe it was, it was the, 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 the 16. But you did all of that for the future. Because you believed that what you did mattered. The early church believed how they lived mattered. They believed that this life is like a seed. Unless it dies and goes into the ground, the new thing doesn't emerge. So this life for me is my seed. Everything I do, say, and believe is me planting a seed that will bloom for all eternity. This was the revelation the early church lived with and died for. Verse 38, he continues, but my righteous one will live by faith. Emphasis on the word live. Faith is not just something visited in a crisis, but it is to be part of every decision in our daily life. Living by faith to some may sound difficult. It may sound like a hard, hard, but I want you to think about the alternative. Living by doubt, living in fear, living with worldliness, anxiety, worry is so much worse. Faith is not a burden. It's my life's greatest honor to trust him. And he's quoting a prophecy in the Old Testament and God is speaking. And I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. Don't be that car that runs out of gas. Don't be that cell phone whose battery is dead. Stay fired up and charged up. God takes no pleasure in any of us living a defeated life. But watch what he says. He said, now, now I'm warning you about this, but, but, but this, this, this is not what I see for you. We do not belong to those. We come from a good stock who shrink back and are destroyed. We belong to a people who get it done. We belong to to a people who defy the odds, subdue kingdoms, work righteousness, obtain promises, promises, stop the bowels of lions. We belong to those who have faith and are saved. And then in the next chapter, he spends the whole chapter talking about our lineage, 
talking about our peeps, talking about our spiritual family, Abraham, Gideon, Samson, Enoch, Noah, Moses, you know, Jacob, Jochebed, and, and Amram, Sarah, on and on. You see, our heritage is amazing. My father is God. My elder brother rose from the dead. And he's coming back again. You can mess with me on the playground of life all you want, but my big brother's coming back again. Pay attention. One of my brothers parted the Red Sea. Another of my brothers had a baby at 100 without a blue pill. Pay attention to what I'm saying. I have a sister named Deborah who ruled a nation. Another sister named Sheba who did the same. Now, I could go on and on, but uh, I, I don't want you to just start to hate me because you ain't me. You hear what I'm saying? I, I'm from a family. I'm from a people. I'm from a line. And I got to represent. You got to represent. And then he goes on. The chapter ends and he begins 11-1 and we're going to begin a series in this chapter. We're just going to go a few verses in and, and, and I'm going to be in and out today. This is what the writer says. He said all that. Then he says, now faith is confidence. Faith is an assurance. It's a certain je ne sais quoi. It's a certain magnus. It's a, it creates a certain level of lean. A certain level of poise. A certain indomitable and winsome air about the possessors. Now faith, now religiosity doesn't understand this. Religiosity is always down in the mouth and always going through. And God don't love me. But faith, real faith is confidence. Stay with me. Now faith is. When you have it, it just is. You don't have to argue about it. It just is. And it will eventually speak for itself. You see, people with faith do not need to attend every argument they're invited to. They just keep doing what the word says and let the results speak for themselves. Now, many of us have religion. Many of us know some people who at one time may have had some faith. But Jesus said, when the Son of Man comes, will I find faith on the earth? According to my Bible, faith is confidence. How many of us have confidence? Don't confuse confidence with arrogance. Arrogance is just insecurity dressed up in a tuxedo. But faith is confidence. So my goal is not just to get into my Bible to tell people I've been in my Bible. My faith is, is not me going to prayer just to say I, can, I, I prayed. I go to my Bible till I get confidence. Now that went right over some of your heads. 
I pray until I have confidence. God's not impressed by the length of my prayer. He's not at all impressed by my ability to read. The only thing that pleases God, according to my Bible, he said, it is impossible to please God without faith and without confidence. But faith is confidence. So here's the question. All those question marks in your life. Are you really living by faith? And my hope this morning is to challenge you. To get into the book till the book gets into you. After Jesus was crucified, they started hating on the disciples. And the disciples were, were sharing some things. And they were uneducated men as far as these Pharisees and Sadducees were concerned. But by their boldness, the Bible says, they knew they had been with Jesus. There was an air of confidence about these men that they picked up from the master. And if you're really rubbing shoulders and spending time with God, there will be a confidence that comes. We use the term anointing. It's a biblical term. But it literally means not just oil, but rubbed on oil. And the anointing of God is, is when the, the, the confidence, the assurance, and the knowing that was on Jesus gets on you. I worship Jesus not only because I'm into hero worship, but because he's everything I could ever hope to be. And I try to stay close to him. So every day more of him might rub off on me. And the anointing is the rubbing on. So here's the question. When you face your challenges, when you go to work, when you go to the store, when you face those you love in your life, what do you go in there rubbed on you? We go... Rubbed on with some pop psychology, the world. Rubbed on with some of the latest trends in fashion. But do you really go into those situations with God's word rubbed into you? Now, in the ancient days, they, they didn't, you know, we have boxing mats and the rest, but they fight to the death. And before you would go into the boxing ring, and the boxing ring, it doesn't sound, it's not today's boxing. I mean, they, the nails and the gloves, it was a whole thing. The athlete would be massaged sometimes for hours because boxing was a little bit more like wrestling and they'd be like this and then you'd grab the arm of the opponent and try to bring them down and whoever ended up on the mat was the one that lost. So they would spend hours being massaged with oil. They would rub it in for hours and days after. Why? So when the enemy grabs, it slips. Many of us, the enemy's grabbing us and we are dry. But we just, the re- I'm not in a word, word because I'm religious. Because there's a real devil. There are people trying to bring me down. And I got to make sure I'm oiled up. You hear what I'm saying? 
with the Holy Ghost. You hear what I'm saying? So when they try to grab me and put me on my back, it's not easy. And they even try to get me in the headlock, but I slipped that bald head out. You hear what I'm saying? Because I've been oiled in grease. He's rubbed in me. You hear what I'm saying? His presence and his anointing. It's not about religion. It's about wisdom. It's about being streetwise. Knowing that this world will take you down if you let it. Now, faith is confidence. Confidence is the most beautiful thing a person could wear. It's the best personal armor that money cannot buy. Now, faith is the confidence in what we hope for. It's a thing on the inside. I'm almost there. That assures us of what God promises. And assures us that my God will deliver. Faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. It is the stuff that encourages us. It's the stuff that comforts us. It's the stuff that holds us when we cannot see it yet. Faith is like the tug at the end of a fishing line. It tells the, the fisher, fisherman or fisherwoman, that there's something deep down inside that he got that's his. But they just, you just can't see it yet. So faith is that, no, you can't see it, but there's a tug. And it's that tug in your heart that compels you to to reel it in and and to hold on. And then he goes on and he says, and that is not just memorizing Bible verses, but having faith. Not just going to church, though you should. It's having faith. This confidence Faith is what God, this is our father, our family doesn't operate like the world. God wants his children to have squared shoulders. God wants his children to to, to look life in the eye. This is what the ancients, our people, were commended for. They felt that in tug from heaven when they felt it they went to work really in whatever it was God had for them faith please hear me I don't want to disabuse you of false uh, notions faith does not make things easy it just makes all things possible yes. if you believe Then he said, by faith, we understand that the worlds, other translations say the universe, that all the phases of creation, whether day one, day two, day three, were framed by the word of God. If God's word created everything around us, everything around us will still respond to that word. So when you get on God's word, 
You are dealing with the master instrument of the universe. You are dealing with the most powerful thing that exists. Jesus said this, and I'm almost there. He said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. The psalmist said, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Isaiah said, the grass withers, the flowers fade. But the word of the Lord stands forever. Psalms 119 and 1 says, Your word, God, I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Fill your minds with God's word and you'll have no room for Satan's lies. John 1 and 1, the capstone of it all. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God, having faith in God's word is the same as having faith in God. Because God cannot say what he doesn't mean because he's not a man that he should lie. And he stands behind everything he means and he upholds it. The Bible said, my word shall not return unto me void, but accomplish the purposes. Therein I send it. My simple message this morning is have faith in God because he put his faith in you. He's trusted you with his spirit. He's trusted you with his presence. And the least we can do is trust him back. But as I close, I want to put a growl on you. Faith is confidence. Faith is not that sappy, wishful thinking. Faith is confidence. And you may believe, but I want you to move to a place of faith. And I don't know how it works, but sometimes I believe and sometimes I doubt. All at the same time. I wish I was different. It's Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. But that's not faith. Because faith is confidence. And sometimes, and theologians, don't send me an email. I'm, I'm, I'm not getting into the Greek and all that here, okay? Just stop. But sometimes I have to believe until I have faith. And many of you believe, but you think that's faith. You got to move to that place you know that you know. That you have absolute confidence. That if they kill you, you know he is the resurrection and the life. Though they take everything you own, it's like, well, God got it to me the first time, he'll get it back. You hear what I'm saying? That's confidence. Don't settle for just believing. God wants you to experience absolute God-inspired faith. I hope you got something out of that today. Right now, every head bowed, every eye closed. 
I'm so glad you're with me this morning. I'm so glad all over the world you guys have, have tuned in by live stream. I'm going to say three things this morning. All of them are important. Number one, you may believe, but the Bible says, you know, even the demons tremble because they know God exists and you may believe God exists. But right now, I want you to step into faith, believing specifically that Jesus was a historical man, that even people that oppose the Bible can't argue that Jesus lived and existed. Even the the theologians that are contrary to the gospel, they have to admit Jesus died on the cross. The only argument is the resurrection. But we know that, hey, if guys that saw what happened were willing to die for what they saw. Now listen, you could pass on to me a lie, and if it's secondhand, I might believe you. But if I know it's a lie, I'm not going to die for it. But the apostles were suffered, and I mean, they suffered, and they were, they, they, they were, were, were brutalized. But they wouldn't give up on the resurrection of Jesus because they knew it to be true. So right now, everyone in this room, everyone listening, I want to invite you into faith. You know in your heart, you kind of just like the fishing pole, there's something there. You know, some, God's got, uh, yep, I got God down there. He's pulling, he's tugging on me. It's your choice whether you reel it in or not. It's your decision to say yes. If you want to learn more about becoming a Christian or you feel that you need to rededicate your life to Christ, we want to walk you through the steps to do so. Go to gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more and watch videos from Bishop Greer that will guide you into your life in Christ. Again, that's gracechurchva.org salvation. You've been listening to Live Big with Bishop Derek Greer. We pray that God's word has equipped you to think big, do big, and live big in a way that your life overflows and blesses those around you. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. While you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's our time for today. Until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.